Lately, I have to uh, confess my mind is nothing but a big mammon. <laughs> and uh, not any type of mammon, but uh, a mystic mammon. <laughs> <laughs> Before I talk about this mammon, I just wanted to uh, share something with you. Uh, lately, at, uh, I work at the AGO, the Art Gallery of Ontario, and uh, they asked uh, me if I could, because they're going to have a show coming up called The Mystic Landscape. And so it's a series of, uh, it's going to be a very big uh, exhibition of uh, artwork coming from uh, all over the world, uh, including uh, Gauguin, Van Gogh, all the classics, and also uh, many, many other artists we don't know. So, but uh, they basically, uh, the theme will be Mystic Landscape. And uh, <coughs> so uh, they asked me if I could uh, basically, when the gallery is closed on Monday, to give uh, kind of a one hour and a half uh, workshop on meditation and looking at art. Mm. <laughs> and I said, wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> 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 great. Only imagine, you know, having this large gallery just for yourself, you know, with only 15 people maximum, mm. you know. And so, uh, for an hour and a half, we'd be practicing in various places, you know, just for people to quiet their mind and kind of a really create a, a space in which they can really experience art, you know, and paint it with their like and dislike, you know, dropping it all, you know, type of things. So I had to, uh, for that they asked me last week, I said, well, you have to come up with a, a little paragraph we're going to put on our website uh, describing what you're going to do, and also a bio. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's is when I talk, when somebody asks me to make a bio, I get really nervous. <laughs> I never know what to put on. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I said, well, you know, Anjali, keep it uh, simple. And uh, so I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a kind of a French-born artist living in Toronto and begin meditation back in 1986. And as soon as I wrote that down, it took me back to 1986. <laughs> and, um, and I remember uh, when I first came to the uh, Wednesday uh, sitting meditation, and uh, <coughs> I would enter into this small room where every cushion was filled with people in stillness and in silence. And I remember this touching me quite deeply, just to see a room filled of people where everybody was willing for that time just to drop it all down, letting it all go. Where you could not really see the wealthy and the poor, the, you know, it was like really we were all into this melting pot, you know, into this room. And I found that it was very radical and extremely poetic and very touching, moving as a human experience. You know. And so <coughs> letting go of all the titles. You know. And I have to say that I come uh, here a few times in the year and uh, it's always great to be in that spot again and feel that. And so it fills me up with uh, uh, gratitude 
uh, I was looking, there was a, um, uh, an interview of the Dalai Lama, uh, which is in France right now. And uh, so for one week. And so they really put a lot of attention you know, uh, in him. And so uh, <coughs> the guy who was actually uh, giving the interview asked him, and he said, uh, uh, you know, I really don't know how to call you, you know? And, uh, and he said, well, because, I mean, am I going to call you your highness, or, you know, mm-hmm. venerable, or, or that kind of thing, you know, like that? And he said, oh, well, let me tell you this story, you know? One day, I received a present, and it was a big box of cigars, Cuban cigars. <laughs> I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice present, you know. And on the box was written to Mr. and Mrs. Dalai Lama. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, just call me brother. (laughs) And I think that's basically where a place when we all recognize ourselves, you know, in in this kind of a mindset. You know, things get down that way. Then you can begin talking about peace, you know, and resolving a few issues. <coughs> so, <coughs> and also, of course, we cannot escape looking at uh, right now uh, things changing, you know, like uh, summer going into fall, just like uh, the eternal dance of like right now it's uh, summer and uh, fall who are holding hands. And uh, <coughs> so it's uh, a time for uh, harvest, you know, and, uh, but also it's like a, every time fall comes back, it kind of takes me back to this place, I mean to two places which are very dear. The first one is uh, <coughs> in the south of France, in which actually I'm, I'll be going in a couple of weeks, and uh, <coughs> in South Korea. In the south of France, uh, uh, when I was a kid, I remember in the fall, I would go to school, on my way to school. There would be, uh, you know, every, many of the buildings are very old and made sometimes with like, a, you know, like a, a painted with some beautiful ochre colors and yellow, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <coughs> and I remember going to school was, uh, for me, the most uh, peaceful time because I was living home, which often I have uh, struggle, you know, with uh, my dad because he always wanted me to be the best in school, and me going to school, which uh, my only challenge in school uh, I was giving myself was to never be the last, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> really, I was not really say made for school. But on the way, the, the past in between, the past was really the most peaceful time. And I remember I used to see those, uh, you know, like uh, street cleaners. And they would have those gigantic blooms, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. uh, branches, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would sweep up, you know, the leaves and make a big pile of it. And then they would set them on fire. And there was this very thick, like, incense smoke, you know, going into the street. And all of those colors and, uh, you know, the, the, the feel of the fall was just like a, an incredible experience for me. So I decided at that point that what I really wanted to be when I grew up was actually a street sweeper, <laughs> mm-hmm. which didn't go very well with my father, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and that really kind of a, was really a source of clash. But uh, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, I traveled uh, uh, several times with my teacher, Sam Muslim, and uh, during that period in the fall, 
And I remember the day we had preached, we were in an ancient monastery and we had practice in the morning. And after the practice, the Zen master and the monks came out and led me to a pile of uh, sweepers, street sweepers, you know, like those blooms, those gigantic blooms, and asked me to take one. And here I was, you know, uh, sweeping uh, the floor of the monastery, catching the leaves. And the mountains were made ochre by the morning sun. And a crow, a murder of crow flying over us. <coughs> and I couldn't help it to smile, you know, just how my wish it, my wish came through. <laughs> so if you wait long enough, things mature to this, uh, to, to something quite beautiful, you know. And this is where my mom comes. You see, uh, my wife, she's a gardener, she's a roof gardener. And uh, we have this flat roof, and we have another little roof on top, uh, which is uh, smaller. And she grew some melons. So uh, one day, she came out too long ago, two weeks ago, she came up with this, she came down with this incredible, incredibly beautiful looking melon, you know. It was like a and you could see all various veins all around it. And through those veins, the most beautiful yellow-orange, you know, like really something else. The shape was like so perfect. You were like, you say, wow, you know, it really brought all your attention, you know. And then I started to smell it. The smell like was a mixture of like a European primavera flowers coming, you know, early in the spring. And the most exotic, maybe, you know, orchids of the East <laughs> with a hint of uh, passion fruit. <laughs> it was just incredible. Truly transporting, something that really, whoa, it, it was like really something else. <laughs> and then we, we were in hall, you know, in front of that mountain. You know, we said, this is an incredible mountain. <laughs> It'd be almost a shame to kind of uh, eat it, you know, because... Uh, <laughs> but finally we decided, uh, and I said, you know, we have to eat it now, because if we put it in the fridge, you know, it's all the, the environment of the fridge would be absorbed through it, you know, I wanted to keep it really. You could see, it was like so, and the skin, like, you know, it would do like this, boop, 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 boop. it was like so full, so <laughs> ready, you know? And uh, so uh, I said, no, let's eat it now. So I took the knife, uh, the best knife we have in the house, and uh, cut it through. Wow, <laughs> you know, a few uh, areas of transparency, just pure honey. And inside all the seeds, you know, when I removed them, it was just like, you know, uh, you know, when you leave a tablet of butter in the summer, you know, inadvertently, you know, like in the kitchen, it's so soft. That's how it felt, the fruit, you know. And uh, so we, we, we each one took half of it. And uh, there we are, we decided, we, so we hated the <laughs> <laughs> it was sublime. <laughs> it was like uh, being inside a train, you know, with all many, many windows. 
and the train is going forever. Yeah. And the landscape becomes more beautiful and more beautiful and more beautiful. And it's a long trip, very complex, <laughs> a very, very long finish. You understand? We could, you could not rush it, you know? Like this, I said, oh my God. And uh, we were like this totally in ecstasy. We pretty much ate it straight to the realm, and straight to the realm, the sweetness was the same, the flavors, everything we kept going and kept coming. We yeah. went on, I said, this is not a mountain, this is a mystic mountain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason, the reason is because, sadly, it dawned on me to create something. No one, I realized that really no one could claim knowing how to make a mountain like this. You understand? No one could say, I did this much. Mm. You know? It was just the perfect combination of just a seed planted. And uh, this universe of ours, that, you know, this man grew alone, but with the help of all the elements that surrounded him. The world went mayhem, beautiful things happened, not so beautiful things happened. But he remained still and moving. And he grew just like this, you know, in stillness. And just like that. I can't help it. I said, <laughs> this is us, you know. We have to awaken the melon in us. <laughs> 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 you know, it's just, uh, when we just like, uh, so when we sit, I find, I say, this is it, you see. This melon is a great, Zen master, you know? And uh, so I was very uh, impressed to meet him, you know? But then, you know, it was as long, as much as the flavor was longing, you know, for such a long time, his effect as well, you know, really remained very, uh, uh, went very deep, you know? We had uh, just uh, uh, two days ago, a, a couple from Australia who came to visit us because my wife has a kind of a, is a bit of a garden style, you know, type of thing. And so, in the way, like, a, you know, she's like, I have like, I don't know, like, I think it's a million and a half hit, you know, Africa side, you know, type of thing. So she's got people from all over the world who are very interested on what she does in a small space, you know, and on the roof, architects and all that kind of things. Mm -hmm. And so we had actually a young fellow from Australia uh, staying with us a, a few years ago. Uh, because uh, a few people want to know how she, uh, how she does it. And so uh, <clears throat> they volunteer to come and help her so they can actually experience it. You know? mm. And so, and this fellow, his parents was coming from Australia, so they said, well, I would like you to meet my parents, please. And we say, why don't you come over for lunch? So we had, uh, we had lunch. And, uh, <clears throat> and they were like in their 60s. And then during the conversation, the mother told me, say, uh, we came to Canada to reconnect with our son. He's 35 years old now, another son. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a parents, when he was 14 years old, we were very unstable and fighting a lot, you know. And so uh, <clears throat> our son left home when he was 14. And uh, disturbed by the whole experience, you know, uh, went into drugs and all that, and moved to Canada, you know, that kind of thing. So we come here and we stay three months in order to 
reconnect with ourselves, you know. And we were listening, you know, and we were very moved by the stories, and they were like, uh, you know, two parents trying to reconnect with their son. Mm. And feeling a little frustrating to also as well, because of course it's not easy, <laughs> you know. It does not something you just command like that, you see. And I could not help it, but I had to tell them my mom's story, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and it was, a, we, was a, we were able to see how the wisdom of the mom, <laughs> you know, in which uh, we were talking about how just them coming and just be with them, you know, in itself is, you know, healing. Uh, without having tried to do anything, to say anything, or want anything, or force them to anything, to resolve, you know, the resolve sometimes just occur by just showing up, you know. And uh, <coughs> it's Woody uh, Allen who said uh, once, you know, 99% uh, of life is showing up. You know? And it's so true, you know. And um, we want so much. We want really an instant result, fast result, you know, and all that. And uh, when sometimes just showing up is just enough and let things uh, take place. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, thankful in some ways that, uh, of course, you know, you can easily pass moms like this one and look at it as any others and not pay attention. But you need someone to receive it as well in order to be able to read the goodness into a man. We need to wake up. We need to really uh, use our tools and uh, transform them, investigate, you know, and um, not taking or consuming with blind faith or just blindly, you know. And so, uh, <coughs> you see, <laughs> under every rock, so he leaves and, uh, you know, and uh, what I like also about that man is that uh, he just uh, detached itself from the branch in which he grew when he was ready. <laughs> so um, I really uh, wish that we can all remain very uh, present and in touch with uh, uh, the man within ourselves. <laughs>